Hello and welcome back to our podcast, Two PTs in a Pod. It's Kai and Ali here and today we're going to be talking to you all about training. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) So we're just going to go through the basics of training um, and then some more in-depth stuff and maybe a little bit about our training as well. So we'll start off with that. So Ali, tell us all what training you do, how many times a week, what style, anything you like about it. Oh God, how long we got? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yes, I have gone into more of a CrossFit style of training. Um, So I train five times a week with one like rest, active rest day. So just to keep moving through that day but nothing too hard um so yeah it's really hard to explain my training weeks because I do so many different things um and also so many different phases so if I'm going through a strength phase then I'll do like a 12 week block on that and then like a cardio more phase before my competition so it's it's yeah it's hard to explain my my sort of training I just do a lot of training because I'm I'm wanting to compete um so yeah she is an athlete <laughs> not an athlete I, well mate last week was an athlete yeah thank you thank you um but yeah that's what i kind of do i do a lot of olympic lifting a lot of strength training a lot of bodybuilding and then like a couple of wads aerobic sort of workouts a week um yeah and i've got a coach that does that for me now um yeah Nice. You? <laughs> Sorry, I can't really ask this. What do you do? But I'll ask it for the for the people. I know. I thought you was gonna leave me hanging then, and I was like, I literally have nothing to say. <laughs> um, so I am training at the minute. What four times a week? Um, is it four times a week or five times a week? Four times a week? I think four times a week. Yeah, four. So I was training five times a week, um, but yeah, I just had too much going on. So I've taken it down to four, um, and I do Olympic lifting mainly and a little bit of bodybuilding when Ali decides she likes to be a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) She needs to be careful what she says, really, doesn't she? (laughs) Yeah, she makes my programme. Um... But yeah, but I transitioned into doing Olympic lifting when? I think April this year, and I have not looked back. Absolutely love it. My training sessions are, what, 45 minutes to an hour? Anything over that, I get bored, and I just I just walk out. I can't do it. <laughs> just can't deal. <laughs> I can't. I just, like, I know your training sessions are quite long, aren't they? My, my training sessions are, like, two hours, sometimes three. Like, <laughs> they're quite long. And then sometimes they are like an hour it just depends on what I'm doing but I just I just love training but I know everyone's different so it's absolutely (laughs) fine and I don't program for people like my training (laughs) yeah no I couldn't do three hours of training (laughs) I have a short attention span when I do it like I'll be in there and I love training don't get me wrong like I love seeing how strong I can get like lifting but yeah after like 45 minutes I'm like okay I'm ready to go now (laughs) I start thinking about my bath and I think that's like different goals as well isn't it like to a person who wants to keep fit and just get a little bit stronger and a little bit better at certain things um then you don't need much longer than 45 to minutes to an hour whereas like for me I'm trying to progress into like a 
like the proper cost. athlete <laughs> proper one we're all proper athletes but yeah. like an actual athlete that you see on tv <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen but... Nate, positive thinking you're gonna manifest this <laughs> but yeah but um so what would you say then the average person average joe blogs for training how many times a week should he be training i think it really depends like for me i would say like twice to start with you don't want to go too hard too quick as a beginner yeah yeah as a beginner and like walking in between that so if you go if if this is a complete beginner never trained before i don't think they need to be doing any more than twice a week to start with i think you know they'll be achy enough they'll put themselves off. <laughs> oh god the doms the day after that first session even that first session back after like two weeks off I know. It's I know. a killer. Um, so, yeah, and I don't think they need to be training more than, you know, half an hour to 45 minutes to start with. I don't know about you. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that's the biggest mistake um, quite a lot of people make is when they start training, they think that they have to go in, all guns blazing, five, six, seven sessions a week to get to where they want to be. When actually, little fun fact, because I'm just full of useless information. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> The difference between you not training at all and going to one session a week is a lot more than you training four sessions a week going to five sessions a week. There's a bigger benefit from you just doing that one session from none than from going four to five. Oh, nice little fact. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I need a little nickname for you about facts, don't I? Mate, I literally just, I don't even know how I learn them. It's like the stupidest stuff just gets stuck in my head. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I actually found that really interesting <laughs> and then I tell everyone about it like. I think um, a prime example is like lots of beginners go to lots of classes to start with don't they and they do like five six and they love it for the first two three weeks like it's the best thing that's ever happened mm. and then you see them slowly drop off because they've become ill or you know they've just done too much too soon three weeks is actually the drop-off point for like boredom as well that's like in anything you do. So if you've got somebody who's just starting with a coach, three weeks is the point where they'll start to drop off or start to get bored or start to give up or yeah. something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I agree with you for that. And it also depends on what your goals are as well and what you want out of it. Um, so if you're just doing it just to get a bit fitter, just get a bit healthier, then I'd say like even like if you're not a beginner, three times a week, a full body session, yeah. and then staying active on those other days is more than enough. Yeah, especially for busy lives and stuff. Like, it just depends what your goal is, really. Isn't it? Yeah. But, um, that's what I would say is when you are doing them two sessions, make sure they are, like, total body sessions rather than going into, like... <laughs> like a bro split like <laughs> chest and back and then the next week you're like oh i might do legs this week like we kind of yeah. need to be hitting all of our muscle groups within them yeah. two sessions yeah have you ever done a bro split i probably did back in the day i can't really remember doing much like that i was more like a hit Oh, oh, oh I hate hit. I with know. A yeah. I was a bro split girl. <laughs> what are you? Okay, we got one of each. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, which is okay if you want to train that way and you can train for six days a week every every single week and you want to do that. But you know, you should be you hitting miss- muscle groups what at least twice a week. Yeah, 
And if you miss a session on a bro split, like... (laughs) You're a day behind. Yeah. (laughs) Your week's gone all out. You've done chest, but you haven't done back. Like, God. (laughs) You're going to be front heavy. (laughs) Maybe I should have done that. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, no. Um, I think people should train in the way they want to train. Definitely. But Mm -hmm. again, it just depends on your goal, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah, we were just talking about this earlier, weren't we? About um, you've got, it's got to be something that you enjoy doing. There's no point doing it if you don't enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be aspects of training that you don't like. Like, Kai does not like doing... <laughs> Squats. <laughs> deadlifts. I, I like deadlifts, but, but I like, like three or four. <laughs> but there's... I think there's, like, not liking something or, like... It's not even not liking something. Finding something hard and then really fucking hating something. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, if my clients... If there's an exercise that they really purely hate, I won't make them do it because Mm. otherwise they're going to dread it. It's just not going to be worth it. They probably won't do it if they're online. Well, that's it. When I first started training with Ali, I said to her, no cardio, don't like cardio. (laughs) If you program it for me, I'm not going to do it. Like, straight up, not going to do it. Like, just letting you know. I never programmed it but <laughs> she's a good PT <laughs> but she does walk and I play netball yeah and she plays netball so, so it's just she does ways. still do cardio in her own way so don't ever think that <laughs> I don't do it at all I just don't like going on the machines at the gym and doing it I prefer like a group environment yeah and I think like we're all about weights nowadays, which is great, but it's also really important to do maybe a bit of cardio sometimes for, you know, heart health and stuff, really. Oh, God, yeah, hugely. And there's, like, strength-based cardio as well, which is a huge one. Like, so the whole reason that I do mainly strength training in my workouts with my clients is not because I don't like cardio, but it's because if they go to the gym, they know exactly what to do on a row machine, on a treadmill, on a bike, or whatever. Yeah. But they might not know what to do weights-wise, or they might not push themselves as hard if they're by themselves, or something like this. So we'll work more on technique and strength stuff. And then they have their homework, where they do like their walking and stuff in between. Yeah. I have nothing more to expand on that <laughs> i'll just say yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah but then just remember that anything's better than nothing yeah definitely so the next thing we're going to talk about is progressive overload this is when you gradually increase the weight frequency or number of repetitions in your strength training um and just making sure you're progressing week by week um this could include you know rep sets rest periods time under tension Anything else? Um, no, I think that's about it. It's just making sure that you don't switch up the exercises on a weekly basis. Yeah, so say I was going to do, you know, for strength, five back squats this week. I could do four next week, but make it a little bit heavier. So I've decreased the, decreased the reps, but increased the weight. So we're always trying to better what we did last week. Or you can keep the weight the same and then just try to add on an extra rep or... Yeah. Even you do the same amount of reps, you keep the weight the same, and then you just change the time under tension. So, like... Can you talk them through what time under tension is? Okay, so time under tension is the amount of time that um, your muscle is under strain for on a particular exercise. So, for example, a back squat, the lowering phase, holding it at the bottom, and the coming back up phase is where your muscles will be working their hardest. Um, so 
there's like all different ones. I think one of the main ones is like you go for four seconds down. So instead of like going down and up as fast as you can, your muscles are working harder the longer they're under tension for. So like four seconds down, hold it for a count at the bottom, four seconds back up. Um, and it's just something else to think about because I think a lot of people try to do it as fast as they can just to get it over with. I yeah. have some clients like that. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> so if you're listening, we know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's really important to it's really important to add time under tension, especially if you're plateauing as well. So, yeah, because like, it's just another way. If you're struggling to go up a weight or add an extra rep on, it's just another way to get those muscles working a little bit harder than they were before and still effectively overloading them. Yeah, I use them time under tension a lot with my clients during lockdown because they had they had just a not a say say a ten kilo weight and we had to work through that the whole time. So we had to work with ten kilo the whole time. So the only way we were gonna kind of overload was increasing reps. Where you, <laughs> you know can't go up for to a like year. 50 <laughs> so we ended up you know doing a lot of time under tension stuff and it really did benefit them in the end. So I think as well, that is another thing to think about, um, as well as like the progressive overload and time under tension, is the way that your program works. So like, first of all, I would definitely say that if you're not sure what to do, get yourself a coach. Or like, it can be an online one, a face-to-face one, somebody who can program for you and show you what to do. Like, I'm such a big advocate of form. I would take form and technique overweight any day yeah 100% you've got to know what you're doing first yeah like the amount of time I think I'll probably spend with my clients on form for deadlifts back squats things like that just so they don't get injured or I just think to start with for a beginner like even learning movement patterns like you have never put your body in them positions before like <laughs> you've never squat before like even yeah. though you sit down for a chair like you yeah. don't squat properly and the amount of times I've just asked someone to do a bodyweight squat and, you know, they're on their toes or they've got tight hips or, you know, you wouldn't recognise that yourself. And then you try and add weight week on week without even knowing that you're, prob- you're probably doing it wrong to start mm-hmm. with. So even if you get a coach for a certain period of time and then think you're okay, then that's that's the best thing to do. Just learn the fundamentals with a coach maybe and then and then go it, go it solo yeah 100% agree but just make sure that you have your form nailed first um and then with the programming you just got to think about the order of the exercises that you do as well like there's so many people who just go into the gym without a plan and they just wing it the whole way through and I might go and do this (laughs) when I used to work at the gym it was like you'd see all the lads in there and they'd go ah we'll do a bit of this and then and then we'll just do heavy bench. Yeah. <laughs> just go and do it. bench. <laughs> yeah. But having a plan is one way to make sure that you can progress and you know what you're doing so you feel more comfortable going into a gym environment as well because it can be daunting. I just feel like if you have got a plan or a programme then you're not essentially not wasting your time but you know, you're going to make your training more effective. You're there for a reason. You're there to you're there to train, so you might as well be doing the right sort of stuff. Yeah, and you'll see results faster than if you just went in there and were winging it. Yeah, exactly. 
So just going into what compound and isolation exercises are. Um, so compound exercises are any exercise that works more than one muscle at a time. So you'll have like a main muscle and then you'll have other muscles that come in to help with that. And then isolation. So for example, a back squat, a deadlift, um, a pull up, things like that. Works over loads of joints really yeah yeah um and then isolation exercise is just the movement at one joint and it's just mainly working one muscle so a bicep curl a tricep extension yeah so like a compound exercise you probably want to do before your accessories like your isolation work because you will be then expending more energy with the compound movement so you want to have the most most energy at the start really yeah and they'll tire you out more so you don't there's no point doing like a bicep curl to then go into a chin-up which uses the biceps as well and not being able to do the (laughs) chin-up yeah as well as you would have been able to had you have done it first yeah same with olympic lifting really like olympic lifting i would always program first like make sure you're warm enough like i would have a thorough warm-up for that um but then yeah it'd be olympic lifting then compound well olympic lifting's really compound but then into mm. like you know your deadlift or whatever you're going to do after that yeah so you do the hardest exercise first and then it goes down in pattern i really like doing my i do cardio as well so like i would like to do my cardio before like my accessories sometimes because mm. Sometimes when I do my accessories, I'm like, oh, I'm getting tired now. <laughs> and then you've got to ramp yourself back up for the cardio. You're like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. But that's personal preference as well, that bit. Yeah. Would you say if it was just like a normal bodybuilding program and they had cardio programmed in, it should be programmed in first or after or through preference? I think preference. I think if you... For example, I like doing my bodybuilding stuff after um but Davey likes doing it before yeah so like yeah my partner Davey he likes doing it before because he feels more warm for it then like yeah I just think it's a preference really and it depends how hard the cardio is and what the bodybuilding session is because if you are going to go and do deadlifts in your in your strength session then you don't really want to be absolutely shattered before yeah no not at all would not be fun no so yeah it's just dependent really i think Mm. which brings us on to the next question do you think that men and women should be training the same or should it vary or be different i think there's aspects that could be different but i think men and women can train the same there's no reason why they they shouldn't like there's aspects where it could be different depending on goals but no i Um, think they should exactly the same with you training similar to be honest yeah just in well whatever they enjoy yeah i i do feel like the typical man wants to do the 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 bro split oh yeah yeah (laughs) but some of them only most men only go like two three times a week so it's trying to explain that you know do them total body sessions and you will get more benefit from them anyway yeah i'd maybe add a few more accessories for them like isolation exercises just to make them feel like they've done their their bro bit (laughs) but yeah no i think everyone's the same really yeah no i agree with you on that i think everybody well i don't think there should be a difference in the way men and women train or the exercises that they do no definitely um but then again it's just goals like different goals again you know mm-hmm. and how many times a week people train yeah it's really hard because it's really broad isn't it 
Yeah, it, there's a huge spectrum. And I think we've tried to kind of break it down and fit it into a podcast just to help people understand yeah. a little bit more. Um, okay, so I'm going to ask you a question. Go. What's your training been like over the years? Have you done any sort of like fads or what? Um, I don't think I've done any fads. So when I first started training, I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I'd go in there with some friends and we'd just wing it. We'd just choose whatever. Um, and then as I started doing my course, that's when my training started to take like a bit of a um a structure um and then i was just like doing basic bodybuilding bro split um and i was going to the gym what five six days a week i say bro split it was split over like 10 days <laughs> but yeah and then yeah olympic lifting this year but i don't think there's been any kind of fad to it i think like i just I have a very short attention span, so I get bored very quickly. And once I can get something, then that's it. I just get bored of it. And I think that's the best thing about Olympic lifting. I just don't get bored of it. Because there's <laughs> always something to work on. Yeah. No, I but, yeah, I think I've tried fads. Like, I've tried hit, Hated it. I've tried classes. I'm not a fan of classes. I'm like a typical go to the gym by myself, headphones on. Yeah. Resting bitch face. Yeah. <laughs> not intended. Um and do that but how about you um so i started at when i went to loughborough actually like that's the first sort of times i sort of trained that was when i was playing cricket more and we worked with like strength conditioning coaches there and i really liked it i like would work so hard during the week to try and be as fit as i could um but no i think i've tried pretty much everything like hit everything really um and then like really I, tr- I then found oh I ran a lot oh, yeah I did run a lot at one point and then I found out I really didn't enjoy that when I started training <laughs> the way I am so you know I found something that I enjoy now but I do think it's important to say there's nothing wrong with any no. sort of training as long as people are moving and yeah. exercising um there's definitely nothing yeah. wrong with it no, not to, just because it's not for us, it doesn't mean it's for someone else. It doesn't mean that it's not for someone else, or it is for someone else. Yeah, like yeah. just because Kai didn't like hit doesn't mean you can't like hit. No. I just wouldn't recommend doing it every day because it's not. Because then you're not doing the true form of hit if it's every day because it's yeah. literally like working at what ninety five percent. Yeah. Um, I told a lie though. I did when I was in Egypt. I started going to the gym. So over there, I was just so active, and just like so skinny. And I started going to the gym because I wanted abs. Um, so I was like a skinny fat. So like I didn't really eat much. But what I did eat was like just shit because I didn't have a clue about food. Um, so I started going to the gym. I was like, I just want a six pack. <laughs> Obviously, my six pack never came. <laughs> but, but yeah, but I'd go and I'd run for 30 minutes and then I'd just train abs. That was it. Oh, yeah, I think a lot of people do that, though, when they don't really know what they're doing. Mm. And it's just that education thing again, isn't it? Educating yourself to know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, when I was small as well, like, I used to do, like, three different training sessions in a day, expend as much. And I was training to burn calories, and I... (laughs) That is not what you want to do. Like, you want to train to enjoy it, not to burn calories. Like, you can can do that with your food. Like, you can sort your... 
you know, aesthetic goals out with, with your nutrition, really. And so. also, smartwatches that tell you how many calories you've burned, it doesn't actually know how many calories you've burned. That's just like, uh, what, like an average that like they've guide, got. yeah. Yeah, like I always say to my clients, never ever go by how many calories you burn because it doesn't know. Because like, especially if my fitness pal as well, like if you're tracking calories and my fitness pal gives you a certain amount of calories, you're like, yeah, but I've burnt like a thousand calories more than that today. But then like, say your goal is weight gain, but you're not gaining weight or like your goal is fat loss and you're not losing fat, then something's not adding up. Yeah. Not everything is accurate. Just take these numbers as as a guide yeah your body knows you best yeah like yeah. if i'm hungry then i'll <laughs> like, <laughs> no, just eat but yeah <laughs> um but i think that's it really yeah i just wanted to put in that point that you know yeah everyone can train in their own ways and the way you enjoy to train is the best way yeah definitely um yeah i agree with that and uh we now know that it's time for ali's joke of the week <laughs> have you got one lined up for us Okay, so I've got two. One for makeup from last week. Okay, can I just say, right, she didn't actually have one. We had I to did. pause. I did. She had to Google them because she didn't do her homework. <laughs> Naughty. Anyway, why did the mushroom go to the party? Why did the mushroom go to the party? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. Is it like a shroomy or... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Because he was a fun guy. <laughs> Oh my god, I should have known that. That is not a funny joke. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay, she's got another one. Let's go, let's hear it. Four fonts walk into a bar. The barman says, Oi, get out. We don't want your type in here. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was funny when she practiced it. <laughs> You were meant to fake laugh. I know, but I can't fake laugh because it's just going to sound really Why fake. Why did the M&M go? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reading out now. Oh my God, mate, I got... <laughs> Why did uh, the M&M go to school? It wanted to be a smart <laughs> Oh dear. I okay, they weren't funny. This but... isn't even a joke, but did you know that average adult spends more time on the toilet than they do exercising? <laughs> Also, found out this other fact that we thought was pretty cool. Cows have different regional accents when they moo. <laughs> Someone has a Geordie accent. <laughs> One's going to have a Welsh accent. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I think that finishes off our um, podcast for this week. Seriously, shit jokes. <laughs> but, as usual, we hope you enjoyed it. Um... If there's anything you want to ask, any questions, anything you want to hear, let us know. Drop us a message. Yeah, nothing to add. No. Have a great week. Bye-bye.